0: I mean, no.
1: I, listen, if we want to just get it on... Listen, I love giving the Clashers banter up front. And I think they love I love, love
0: banter, it too. too. <laughs> um, where is it? What would you do to banter, Kyle? Uh,
1: talking about banter is as good as banter.
0: <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs>
1: Famously, actually.
0: I, yeah. I think it's because I can't take I can't there I can't find a place of comedy in your face right now. No, it's very it's like severe. a mirror. It's reflecting <laughs> me back at myself, and I don't like it. And yes. that's coming from a
2: an absolutely bald
0: man. So that's yeah, really it, 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 sick, I, I've got so. nothing but reflective surface, but it's it, it's yeah. fucking with me.
3: Kyle, why do you still have hair at all? Why didn't you just go full Brendan?
2: <laughs>
4: yeah,
0: except
2: more commitment, because you could cut rid of the beard too. Shave my God, beard. I was, I was like, like uh... those. Kyle, Kyle, look at those thumb like... people from spy kids.
1: That is so mean. That is no, <laughs> so, no, 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 we I'm can't skip that. That's no, we can't bald. skip that. That's that's one of the worst things you have ever said to me. That is so cool. Saying, what the I'm
4: fuck is your problem? <laughs> Kyle, do you think, I, dude, do you
2: think say... look at me, I have the roundest face here. If I was bald and beardless, I'd be even worse.
0: Kyle, do you think it's nicer to say that you'd look like Uncle Fester, though? Who's <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Fester? Because you, you'd, have, you'd have those, you'd have those lovely build. pursed red lips that Uncle Fester has.
4: <laughs> what,
0: <laughs> Brendan, Brendan does
1: a change in his looks, and everybody's like, wow, Brendan, you're pulling that off so well. <laughs> Kyle changes his looks, and he's a red-lipped little freak. Okay? <laughs> That's mean, everybody. I come here for vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose today's matchup, so, like, you know, you could at least give me something to go home with.
0: What are you talking about? I'm going to
1: lose today's matchup. I think it's going to be, I, th- I think I'm going to get credit, but I'm going to
0: lose. All right. <sighs> well, well, Kyle, what's today's matchup? Why don't you tell us a little I'll bit? I'll intro.
1: It? I'd be honored to. Um, today's matchup is my 13 seed, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, I can't wait for Brendan to do a bit and then uh ryan's four seed the thing uh the 2011 version if i am to be remembered correctly incorrect <laughs> it's the <laughs> the
3: 1982
1: classic i don't all right.
0: understand uh, Ma-
1: mary elizabeth winstead <laughs> is in the 2011 version so that's the one i
0: chose to watch
1: because i'm a big fan of hers
0: you're like i love i love how she bro- i love how she i love how she started dating ewan mcgregor and and had him divorce his wife
1: <laughs> i do love that she started dating ewan mcgregor because they make a handsome couple
0: and i like both of them <laughs> yeah uh, yeah um anyway we we have we're super out of practice shit you're right yeah i gotta pull up my fucking up. movie i think I was going to say, I think this might be like a awkward episode because we haven't done the
1: uh, analysis. The,
0: yeah, the long the long apps.
1: Um, yeah, I, if I, I mean, remember the apps, format, apps, but... it is we... Uh, <laughs> yeah, which movie's first? Uh, my movie's the, first. It's yeah. the lower C. Yeah. Okay. Um, and
3: then you okay. start out by reading the letterboxed synopsis. Yep, and synopsis. Then,
1: then we'll do opening thoughts past that. yeah. Um, okay, so grand budapest hotel tagline a murder case of madame d with enormous wealth and the most outrageous events surrounding her sudden death description the grand budapest hotel tells of a legendary concierge at a famous european hotel between the wars and his friendship with a young employee who becomes his trusted protege the story involves the theft and recovery of a priceless renaissance painting the Battle of an enormous family fortune and the slow and then sudden upheavals that transformed Europe during the first half of the 20th century. First off, I totally forgot that we have our own little mini rating right up front because we always rate the, we haven't rated a uh, description in a while. Uh, and I think that was a bad one. I think that was really bad. Yeah, I
0: almost, I almost <laughs> fell asleep. Honestly, it's very. You it, read that. I, like that was like a fucking history textbook. No, it really was. <laughs> I hated that. Also, so it from Letterbox.
1: That's Letterbox. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh. It describes it as a murder case, as if yeah. it's like some sort of as as if it's know. like a as murder if, mystery. Murder mystery, or yeah, it's as if they do any detective work.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that that's what. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm so thrilled to be back, gang. We're oh, that feels nice. Yeah, no, if I were to give my own on it, uh. It's 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 about the concierge of a very luxurious hotel, and hijinks ensue. And I think that pretty much uh, hits it on the nose. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, I, d-
3: I kind of doubt this is anybody's first time, right? Everybody's My seen first this? time. Alex. Oh, Alex hadn't you. seen it. Oh. Well, congrats, you first, Alex, then, little man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thanks, yeah. thanks. This is I'll your keep- second Wes Anderson movie as well. Yeah, yeah, and I'll your- jump
0: into. Uh, his first was the uh his his first his first was the commercial that Wes Anderson directed. It's a very good commercial. <laughs> um
1: but yeah, no take take it away. Take it away, Al City. Well which one actually was your no. first,
0: yeah. Alex?
2: It was Asteroid City. That's that's where oh, I famously get okay. the name Al City. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right. oh. He's had it for <laughs> you. Do I start or I feel yeah. like you start, right? Kyle? No,
1: no, no. Whoever movie it is is the last in the opening thoughts, yeah. and whoever hasn't yeah. seen it first goes first in the opening thoughts. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so, so yeah,
1: it's like you uh, haven't
0: even been listening to the episodes. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs>
2: Don't let anyone know that.
0: Um, yeah,
2: this is my second Wes Anderson movie, so I just recently watched Asteroid City, and. Didn't didn't really like it all that much. I know all about his style and all that stuff. Mm. And Asteroid City, at least, I don't know how many of you all have seen it, but I get the the sense it's not really all that liked among his movies. Yeah, I, I saw think. it. I I liked it, but it's not
1: one of my favorites by any means. Isn't, yeah, it's, it's not, not, not one of my top favorites five. either. But I'll, I'll say it, it. It's not it's not getting papooed. Like I'd say, Wes Anderson yeah. fans are pretty high on it. Um.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. The the, A lot of it was just kind of like obnoxious for me. I think like, from what I've seen, it was just his style cranked up to 10. And then I think you told me, Kyle, that you're like, oh, you know, like, I don't think you like Fantastic Mr. Fox, but Grand Budapest Hotel and I think the other one, you were like, oh, you should give those a chance. I think you'll like them more. Um, and after watching this, no, not really. I don't really like his style. <laughs> I uh yes. I don't think it's just for me. It's a it's a quality movie. It's well made and like just as fun. good as
1: Transformers Rise of the Beast to throw an example out.
2: If one were to have a comparison, yeah. That's an apt <laughs> comparison. Uh, it's uh it's just really not a movie for me and his style I don't think it's for me. I'll keep watching it. I actually really want to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox, but
1: you've also got another know. one you're going to have to watch. Which one's that?
3: The Life Aquatic, which is my pick.
0: You didn't say the whole name.
3: With Steve Zissou.
0: <laughs> there we go.
4: It's a long time. Yeah. Life Aquatic is better.
0: Not really. I don't really have
2: much to say on, on initial thoughts. <laughs> just like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good movie. Just I don't much care for it.
1: No, I'm gonna hammer you on this once more. If you were gonna name one aspect of Transformers: Rise of the Beasts that is better than. Grand Budapest Hotel. What would it be?
2: Um, we have Optimus Prime and Optimus Primal in Rise of the Beast,
0: and we don't have that. In, uh... Yeah, Kyle, he's got you there. I didn't, see one fucking... I didn't see a single Optimus. That's that's for sure. I
1: right, I can't. I can't deny it. I can't deny definitely it. Definitely not word
2: play on the word prime. So yeah, that uh, checkmate, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Brenda, you can go um, ahead? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go next. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, you had seen you know, it before. I, I had, and I had forgotten that Jude Law was in it. And so when I saw him again, I was like, oh, oh, it's Jude <laughs> Law. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, a big fan of, uh, of Wes Anderson's style. I'm actually not that well... Um, uh, well, well, watched of his material. If I'm being honest, I, I, I I've seen like a few of his movies, um, but I, I really do enjoy the kind of like, I don't know, folksy earnestness that his scripts have. I think that at times it can feel a little hokey, but then paired with the performers that he gets and the uh uh. uh guidance that he gives them as a director in terms of like what performance they need to give. Um, like, yeah, there's just so many quiet moments where someone like says a line that feels a little kitschy, but also hits like in just the right way that it I don't know that it like it, it's like listening to, uh, I don't know, like a good Fleet Foxes song where you're like, mm, yeah, OK, <laughs> OK, I, I just want to have like a nice cup of coffee while I'm watching this. And just think about think about how how cool life can be sometimes um i think that this movie is is really fun um it has a it has a distinctive paddington 2 vibe to it um
2: the prison break
0: i mean that prison scene just feels like it's fucking yeah, paddington no, 2 genuinely. uh uh you know and, and once once i got to that scene i it like made me reflect on the whole movie i was like this wes anderson like kind of has a paddington vibe to, to his movies a little bit um, a sweetness, um, but yeah, uh, I, I I really enjoy. I think it, I like I said with Steve Jobs last season. I love a movie that like tells time with uh, the style of filmmaking, and that's something that this movie does by changing the lens and aspect ratio. Um, you know, I, I also love that like yeah, the lens is important in this movie too because they use like the anamorphic lens uh, for the what is it like the nineteen 60s scenes with Jude Law. So when he's in the lobby or whatever, you can see like the everything kind of warping along the edges, like it's a fisheye lens. Oh,
1: I um, thought they were using that, letterboxed for that.
0: Look, it, it, that it's the um, what is it? The sixteen by nine uh, yeah aspect ratio. But no, it's a it's a specific lens that they're using as well to shoot the scene that warps it a, 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 around the edges and that does just add something to it that adds like you know cuz it almost feels a little bit like uh, 2001 you know some of the shots in 2001 where you get that same similar warping around the edges um so yeah i mean there's so much that i enjoy about this movie um in the filmmaking and especially in the performances um you know sometimes the symmetry in the shots is a little bit much especially when you're in the um 4 by 3 uh um like moments of the movie um but overall i i i think that it works it it's touching and like i'm always surprised by the casts of his movies and how well they perform the material so and this this was no different
2: no his movies are always like pretty cheaply made in terms of budget and so like are these it's actually a like shit <laughs> No, it looked great, but so are these like big name actors just sort of doing it like out of passion, like they don't. So, do yeah. to Ed tech.
1: Norton was just interviewed about uh, Asteroid City, and they were like, "How much do you normally make off a West movie?" And he was like, "Oh, I think maybe like three thousand dollars."
0: Yeah, um, they make the uh, what the SAG minimum.
1: I didn't know they make hmm. the SAG minimum. That's impressive.
0: That's what he said in that interview.
1: <laughs> but yeah, well, he was. He said uh, like, "Oh, it's just so worth it." to do them.
3: Yeah. And one thing I'll give him and this is uh, kind of one of them that doesn't really connect to me on an emotional level but I think far exceeds a lot of his other ones in terms of a technical um, just marvel. He just has such a consistency and obvious love for the craft and, and and such an eye for this sort of thing. He's able to like really bring a lot of life out of what are sometimes kind of mundane scripts, um, just through the characters and the dialogue, and especially how it's shot. Um, I totally agree with everything you said um, as far as framing and everything, Brendan. Um, and yeah, this, like I said, there there aren't any characters I really like cling on to as much as with some some of his other films I like better probably. But this one is just it's such a masterclass, like. Honestly, this one for me is uh, more of a comfort movie than anything. This is one I can just kind of throw on anytime. It's always going to be funny. It's always going to be captivating. It looks great, uh, has great music um, and fun characters. So, yeah, I I really enjoy this this movie. Like I said, not my favorite among his uh, filmography, but it's definitely up there. Um, I uh, recently rewatched the Royal Tenenbaums and just kind of seeing how he's changed over the year and everything. Um, it it kind of shows you. In, in my eyes, this is kind of like his magnum opus. I, I feel like this is the one that can probably reach the whitest, probably capture the most people. If you were to get somebody in on Wes Anderson, this would probably be the one. Um, I, so, Alex, I'm, I'm disappointed that you didn't really cling to this one because I think this one's pretty, um, I guess, entry-friendly. Entry I think
1: um, I'd say Royal bombs is probably more entry-friendly.
0: I'd say uh, Mr. Fox is probably more entry-friendly. Because you could show that to a kid. Okay. You could show that that's to a true. baby. Fair point. Fair
1: point. <laughs> yes.
3: yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like each uh, each one of his movies is like different enough, um, either tonally or the emotional beat it hits, um, that it's not uncommon at all for like every single person to have a different uh, one of his movies that's their favorite, um, which is almost certainly the case here so alex i would definitely keep watching them uh honestly mr fox just having his movie through the lens of a kid's movie uh it works really really well so you might enjoy it more but as for this one yeah i i love it i think this movie's great um and i i think one thing we haven't touched about yet is just the color palette i love that pink pastel just absolute eye candy that is on screen all the time so yeah that's it for me i really like this movie
1: no, I'll be uh, I'll be curious to dive in a little deeper, Ryan, on uh, why you think this doesn't connect.
0: With oh, someone someone just guaranteed Kyle <laughs> dragged him across the room. I'm back. I you, fought you, him he's off. Kind of hear <laughs> him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Brendan, what other Wes Anderson movies have you seen?
0: Uh, French Dispatch. Um uh this one and fantastic mr fox and i feel like there's another one that i saw but oh i own um island of dogs i haven't seen it i have that on blu-ray but i just haven't i i think it's still wrapped in cellophane i just never opened it up so, um because i was like what if a dog dies in that i don't want to watch that <laughs> um so that's just wrapped up i don't i don't know if i'll ever watch it but um i haven't seen life aquatic with steve zazao um uh, and then I think I've seen part of... Roy- Is Royal Tenenbaums the one with Owen Wilson in it? There's several, I mean, but yes. Yeah, I was going to say that's a pretty broad one. It's one yeah, of them. Owen Is Wilson. that the one where his head's wrapped up or whatever? Yes. Right? Yeah, I've seen part of that movie.
1: No. No, his head's wrapped up in uh, Darjeeling Limited.
0: Uh, Royal okay, Tenenbaums well has seen... Ben Stiller. Okay, I haven't seen that movie. Okay. I've seen part of the Darjeeling Limited Um yeah. Oh, and I've seen. Oh, that was the one. Moonrise Kingdom. That's the other one that I've seen. Mm. There you I go. probably like Moonrise Kingdom the most, but okay. That's just because I love Bruce Willis and kids yeah, <laughs> and kids. K <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dog.
1: Yeah. K-Dawg. So this, I watched this for the first time last summer. Um, I think I said it on the episode zero. I watched this and American Beauty on the same day, so that was that was a very good day of movies for me. Um, and this was, yeah, my first intro into Wes Anderson, and I immediately fell in love with this. Um, basically everything uh, that the two people who liked the movie said, not as much about the person who didn't like the movie said. Uh, I think the color palette is just... Gorgeous, but I mean, you know, you're gonna get that in most of Wes Anderson's movies. Um, The uh, I think this is his best score of any of his movies. Um, It is. It is. Wait, did he do the score? No, 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 no. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, no, I meant the best score for his movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, but what really more than the technical and the score, uh, Brendan, you said the word. And it's exactly what Paige said when it ended on the second view for me. She was like, "It's just such an earnest movie," and I—that really is what it is. Like I,
0: well, I think that's all of his movies for the most, at least all the ones that I've seen.
4: Yeah, like, I don't. I, they're
0: just
1: I, then. I would say this is probably the most of them um, of just most
0: consistently. I would say, yeah. I mean, because I, I, French Dispatch, the 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 ending like little thing of the of the french dispatch with uh um
1: i haven't seen french dispatch
0: oh okay well then yeah yeah then you wouldn't know yeah i guess so. never um, mind that 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 has a very earnest ending
1: <laughs> yeah no i mean there's just there's a lot
0: in this to really
1: latch on for me uh i think I think Steve Zissou is funnier than this one, um, but there are still some jokes in this that I am just dying at. Um, and I think this is probably the most compelling performances in any of his movies for me. Um, I think uh, it's 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 cruel that Ralph Fiennes wasn't nominated for this. He's fucking incredible. That's insane. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um I really wish Tony Revolori would have capitalized on this and not done 3 Spider-Man movies and Scream 6, but you know, what are you going to do? Um But yeah, no, I just oh, yeah. it, it it's it's really um it, again, it's just it Ryan, you said it's a really feel-good movie and that's absolutely what it is and it it does. It just kind of feels like you have a and I'll I'll get into more of the little things about it, but, like, it's not to say... It's not like Paddington 2 in that it is all happy. It actually ends on an incredibly somber note.
0: But, like, the way Paddington 2 it... isn't all happy. If, uh, the bear almost dies. The bear says goodbye <laughs> to his mother as he's dying. Like, that's the least happy Stop fucking shit on Earth. Stop it, gonna cry right now. <laughs> Bye, mama. I'm gonna drown now. <gasps> um...
1: But yeah, no, I uh I really I don't know if I'd put this higher on my list after this second rewatch, but oh my god, I I love it so much. Like I was just grinning ear to ear watching it the entire time. Um So yeah. yeah
3: I, I always enjoy watching this one. I've seen it several times now. Um But yeah. yeah uh the- I know Kyle you were curious about the my I guess emotional detachment from this I just I guess it's mostly just the characters I feel like are always the emotional core of his movies and I don't know this one there's not really a single character I'm really emotionally involved with Uh, like they kind of all have their their stories and everything but um, nobody has like I don't know that much um, going on except for um, Zero Refines uh, Gustav I mean Zero as well but even
0: still i don't know i, I feel would like say, it's i would much say more about the story the trick than the with characters. zero i would say the trick with zero is that you see him <laughs> you see him later on and you're like what the fuck happened to the <laughs> what happened you're the owner of 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 the of the hotel now like and all you, like that that i like the implied growth there is i think the um the 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 strength of zero as a character is what you what happened in between mm-hmm. um you know, I, I think that's his strength because most of the most of the, most of Wes Anderson's movies are conversations. So anything that can like deepen a conversation, I think, is adds to the characters and and that interview. What well, that's not really an interview, but that conversation between Jude Law and Zero at the end, um, I think, really deepens everything.
1: And that that, that like that's why I'm kind of curious, I guess, right? Because I feel like this goes the deepest with some of their characters in his movies like um exactly that like also i think f murray abraham's performance is zero is just oh it's very good. gut-bunching but uh yeah like i like what uh I, i'm assuming life aquatic is your favorite like what it's a, it's a foreshadowing i guess a little what what do you relate to more in that that you can buy more into the characters
3: I don't know. Probably just the uh, the the father son dynamic, and then just kind tr- kind of trying to find your purpose and kind of reassure yourself of your purpose. I mean, I just I just feel like there's not one strong like theme um, for any of the characters that really sticks out to me in this. It's kind of more just um, I'm along for the journey rather okay. than really getting invested in any one person. Um, which I, I I love the story and everything, but yeah, I just I don't know. I don't really cling to any anybody here. Um, I liked all the characters, don't get me wrong, but as far as getting any any sort of emotional satisfaction, not really.
4: Hmm. Okay. Hmm.
1: So Alex, what'd you hate most about this movie? <laughs> yeah, what was your least favorite thing besides the lack of Transformers?
0: What What was the closest you came to turning it off?
2: <laughs> The least favorite thing about this movie is that I didn't realize, I watched this on the plane, and I didn't realize that I downloaded, like, a shitty quality version of it. So it was, like, worse than 720p for a lot of this. And I was like, ah, shit. What, what, did you pirate it? How did you get a... I downloaded you, it from Hulu. You
1: know I'm, I'm constantly fighting an uphill battle, and you, you can't help me. You can't help me out by... <laughs> Brendan, do your do your best, David Lynch, about watching watching movies on your fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: watching it on your fucking phone on the subway.
2: <laughs> to be fair, it was on my iPad. Right, So a little bigger screen. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, nah, I, I bet
0: uh, it had your 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 greasy fingerprints all nah, over. I, so I, you I barely wiped, see.
2: I wiped it down beforehand. Don't worry. Alex had his rubber. Um, iPad
3: case with the handles on it so he can swing it around yeah. and drink his Appy juice N- and eat yeah, his animal Nerf, crackers. Nerf <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so funny he looked branded. Something funny would happen. He'd
4: look next
0: to him. He keeps telling people, it's just in case there's turbulence. <laughs> yeah. I only have it on just in case there's turbulence. He's swinging
2: his legs under the seat dude that plane ride was not fun the guy next to me like had no regard for anybody else on the plane it was just playing his movie out loud (laughs) full blast it was like an action movie that's awesome and then yeah and the guy like to my left was like a bigger guy right so like i could feel he was kind of self-conscious because we kept like rubbing up elbows and stuff so i was trying to give him some space and to my right was this guy who doesn't give a fuck about anybody and he just took up both armrests he was man spreading he wasn't in the middle no I was in the middle
1: Uh, that's that's uncouth (laughs) and the worst part is this guy this sociopath
2: our legs are rubbing right like I can feel my leg hair against his leg hair and I can feel (laughs) him kind of trying to take get into my territory and I won't let him but then what he does he starts rocking his leg up and down for like 45 minutes and like it's like our legs are together like nah. together and so he's rocking me up and down i'm like you build up some staff i doing that. You. I <laughs> you. Um, so that. i hate you so that may have say
0: something i don't like confrontation uh, like, <laughs> i was gonna say you could have been on the next viral video of like a he could have <laughs> yeah. turned to you and said you're not real <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this man right here he's not yeah. real <laughs> I wish so that a may have had viewing,
2: a, yeah. an impact on my viewing of the movie. No, honestly, it, it didn't really. I, I think, like, halfway through, the quality kind of improved. I don't know how that worked. It was not, not like it was buffering, but I don't know. The movie's definitely super pretty. Uh, that that was definitely my favorite part. Uh, like you guys said, the color palette, the set design, uh, the costuming, everything was just so, like, artistic, right? just picturesque. Um, and that's that's what I like most about his style that I've gathered out of two movies is that he 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 has a real passion for what the actors are acting in and giving them actual material to work with to 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 act in these movies I didn't think it was funny at all oh uh, you're maybe fucking like one me. no totally. like I'm Sing not Godzilla saying that all over again yeah <laughs> i'm I'm really not saying that to be contrarian uh Ralph like probably any scene on the train I got like a chuckle out of, but everything else I I didn't care for it. Uh, You're telling me the scene I mean
1: when it's Willem Defoe and he's stomping Ralph Fiennes off the ice and Ralph Fiennes is reciting a poem okay. and then Zero pushes him funny. off and Ralph Fiennes goes Oh my fucking god, you got him <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay.
0: Yeah, that was actually the funniest part. That was
2: good.
4: <laughs> well I mean oh my god, also the <laughs>
0: the 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 scene where they're uh, reciting the 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 will or whatever <laughs> and then uh Adrian Brody's just laying into uh, Ralph Fiennes and and he's just like how do you want me to how do you expect me to feel about that <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: that part didn't really do anything for me uh i don't i don't know the the part uh. that i wish the rest of the movie was like is what you talked about like grown up zero and his his talk with um law all of that was like god i wish this was more of the movie instead of just like and like i'm happy that wes anderson is making the movies he wants to make and he's doing just complete creative freedom and everyone seems like they just love working with him and clearly there's a lot of people who just really mesh with the style i'm glad he's doing what he's doing he's not being bogged down but i wish that at least from the two movies I've seen, it goes deeper because these, like, I, I all the characters are so shallow. The only characterization oh, yeah, that I Zero had that was whatsoever. that he's a refugee and his parents are dead and that's it. The rest of it is just, like, he's worried that Ralph Fiennes is flirting with his girlfriend. Ralph Fiennes is just a womanizer and kind of out of touch and just really wants money. And, like, that's all the characterization. And, like, that's fun for a bit. <laughs> But then when you get a little (laughs) morsel of like the Jude Law conversations where it's like, wow, this can actually go deep and this is actually much more interesting than everything else that's going on, then I was left a little disappointed.
1: Yeah, I think that's insane.
3: I I, kind of see where you're coming from, honestly. I can kind of co-sign that. I think that's where I don't get the emotional attachment is just the characters aren't that deep. Um, I do like them, but I can't dig into much of this, I guess.
2: Yeah, none of them are likable for... Okay, I don't want to say that. Most of them are not likable because I like their personality or, like, I like the people they are. They're likable because, like, they're just silly cartoon characters on screen, and that's fun to watch. Except for Zero, when he's grown up, where it's like, wow, this guy's, like, wise and learned a lot from his experiences as the bellboy or whatever. Like, I don't know. Those are the only parts that really captivated me, and they were probably eight minutes total of the movie
0: yeah i i gotta i gotta i'm kyle kyle we're we're, we're on the front lines thank you together brother on this one thank but you i <laughs> genuinely feel like and i feel this way about a lot of what i've seen of wes anderson's work which is like he kind of writes characters as if they're in like a short story where there isn't a lot of like direct explicit characterization and it's a lot of what you read into it it's a lot of what you're willing to um to, to put on the character based on the performance from the actor based on little idiosyncrasies that are added to the character by the physical performance and and things like that like i don't know like i to me i i i think that's a really um it's a really i don't know harsh reading of like uh, uh ralphine's character
4: yeah no that's like, that's where my ears he, parked he, up it,
0: it, it, Yeah, like, to me, watching this movie, like, he has an incredible... Like, he is kind of shitty, but he also has this incredible softness and, like, like strangeness to him, um, you know, that I think is explored in his relationship with Zero. I think he's Um, only soft
2: for Zero. That's a funny sentence out of context. But uh, I think the only, like, real, like... empathy and like kindness he has is towards zero maybe because he sees himself in him like what do you
1: what do you mean like the what what about character does
2: he have like pleasant interactions with?
1: literally everyone who comes into the hotel like service is his absolute calling he wants to give people the best experience he possibly can and yeah, like but
2: as he, the concierge he, 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 he doesn't not...
1: just shack up with tilda swinton for her money it like she leaves everything to him because she says thank you for being a close friend and confidant to me in my final years like but he doesn't seem
2: sincere about any of that everything is just at least the vibe i got was he's putting on a show as a concierge to be like so welcoming and inviting and and hospitable to all these guests but then like you know he has those moments of like oh thank you so much danielle Carr looks great on you and then he snaps to his coworker or his uh employee whatever and it's like less of that blah, blah blah and like he'll snap back and forth between like being demanding and controlling and being genuine to these people because he's just trying to put on a show the only person he's actually earnest with is with zero but tilda swinton i did get the sense that he didn't care for her because when she at the end is leaving and she goes i love you he goes i love you and she leaves he goes all right back to work and like moves on and when she's dead he's just checking her nail color and kind of like abusing her dead body in an uncomfortable way he didn't care for her
4: oh
1: my oh my goodness that is that is such this a is,
0: these are very different yeah. <laughs> of of that character like i, 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 that, I that's I can't so even... cynical
1: i i don't yeah, i don't mean me... that derogatorily i'm just saying that's an incredibly cynical read I
0: don't yeah, know. I, I, once again, I, like, I, I don't th- get these the characters are are the the characters are written in such a way that you do get a lot of latitude to read into them what you will. But yeah, like to me, he like the he's like a he's like a, a, a an actor in like a Shakespeare troupe or something where it's like well yeah you have to you have to break a lot of eggs to get that omelet made, but the joy is the performance. He does it all because of the joy he 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 receives he, he that he gets for himself by being this concierge by taking so much pride in his work like i mean that's why he's in the secret society of concierges is because he fucking loves his job so much and he loves what he's doing and he just he just wants to do that that's all he wants um and he just wants to do a great job you know so yeah and I even didn't take it as even life. more
1: on that like he's not he's not a kiss ass to anyone either like the, the nail polish scene with Tilda Swinton is the opposite. Uh, he goes, oh, my God. What for? Again, another one that I'm like, how did you not laugh at this joke? Where he's like, oh, my God, what, what is that horrible color on your nails? And Tilda Swinton goes, oh, do you not like it? And he goes, oh, no, it's not that. I'm absolutely repulsed by it. <laughs> repulsed by it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, he's got a very honest repertoire. And, like, he he grieves when she's dead. I mean...
0: Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's he, picking up on those things that. When does he like, grieve?
2: He doesn't grieve. He plays it all as a joke the entire time, and really just is excited to see what he wins in the will. Oh my god! <laughs> I no, no, I, I'm, I'm I genuinely, genuinely asking, don't know how you're part, reading that. Like, when was he grieving? Because he was like, he says, "Rattling oh her dead arm," and yeah, he was like and checking her nail like, color again. Yeah, he
1: was caressing a loved one. And like, oh, you look beautiful. This is you. You look so good right now. You look almost lifelike. Like, my goodness, I'm so happy to see you this well. And then when Zero tells him the news, he like gasps for a second. Is like, oh my goodness, we need. And he doesn't even hesitate. He's like, we need to drop everything we're doing and go see her immediately. Like,
2: okay, yes, he definitely had a connection with her. I don't feel like it was he was reciprocating the same love that she was feeling towards him because he has not so the same many love or even anywhere near because he's doing this with everyone else's wives he's doing this with all these other older ladies is, i think he this has is, this
0: this is the exact conversation we had about scarlett johansson and her can you love <laughs> multiple people at the same time <laughs> and is that right. love is that love real <laughs> i don't
2: think he's feeling a genuine earnest love though i think he's first and foremost lustful he likes that older lady and he i think yeah and he definitely (laughs) prides himself in his work like you're saying i think he he enjoys what he does and and being a great concierge to all these people but i think that pride in his work is almost like a rush of dopamine for him where he has to sort of he gets a sense of gratification from helping all these people and, and giving them the best experience at this hotel. I think that's a big part of his relationship with all these women and all these people. Is just, he wants to be almost like I don't want to say a father figure but, but seen as like a, um, like a, I don't know what I'm trying to say like a sense of security to them. Like They want to look up to him and seek him for assistance and for all this stuff he wants to be feel important in that way i, I don't think he and i'm I, not saying he's a it. bad person i just don't think he has the best intentions except with zero where i think that's where you sort of see the cracks in his facade and it's like oh you know what this guy actually does can feel something genuine about someone and and that's when he's the most interesting nowhere else i i didn't think he was a compelling character he was still fun to watch
1: yeah i i no, i mean i i don't know where you're at brendan or ryan you've been kind of quiet on this one but like no i i i think his his call co- i i wrote down in my show notes that while i wouldn't put him quite in the category of superman i'd put him one below um of like someone who is trying to live up to their values and do the right thing and i i think he his his calling and his ultimate value in life is service and hospitality. And you know, like I think that plays into the some of the quotes of the movie of like um Let me uh let me pull it up real quick. It's the last quote Zero gives. Um
0: Well and, and while you're looking that up, I'll just give a quote um that I was reminded of when Alex was was, was uh, telling us his thoughts on on on, on the concierge, uh, which is, uh, is it so wrong to be of to be of service to be of use? Um, that's a quote from the Last Emperor. Um, so when we get to that movie, just remember. Um, oh put to, his to... arms up like, see, <laughs> see. Well, he's right. He's right.
1: Um, but no, he like there's, the, good there's the quote that he's giving to zero on the train once and he says uh you know you see there are still or even the zero quote at the end which matches this is uh there are still faint glimmers of civilization left in this barbaric slaughterhouse that was once known as humanity uh he was one of them what more is there to say like he's he's just trying to provide people a nice experience in their life and like i i think that's an incredibly high calling and like to do what it takes to do that like he's never he's never the only time he's cruel in the movie to my eyes is when he uh is yelling he's kind of given a xenophobic rant to zero like why why the fuck did you even come here you immigrant like we were doing fine without you and then he immediately apologizes for it and is like i've i've been incredibly cruel i'm sorry um that's what i'm saying like
2: those are that's not entirely that's but that's mostly his character coming out because he doesn't have to put on a face for the guests but then like i said zero brings out sort of like the empathy out of him and brings out the better aspects out of him and makes him a better person without zero i think he is just that person but doesn't express it
1: i I, i've been talking a lot ryan or brennan you want to you want to get into the fight here i'm curious what ryan thinks
3: no I, I, i i I don't read these characters. I think all these characters are so <laughs> surface level. They're very like they, flat. They, they you go, I, I don't think I call them <laughs> flat. Um, but their values are, you know, written on their sleeve. Uh, I, I think I read apparently it
0: apparently like, not because we got completely well, different. Well,
3: <laughs> I will say that guy. I definitely read well, it so, as Kyle and Brendan do. I see him as a, as somebody who prides himself in his hospitality. Um, I, and I don't really read any more than that. I just see that as. The kind of uh, fuse to kind of ignite this whole thing. It is his passion that kind of fuels the story. Um, but but I,
2: I agree with that. He is prideful of his hospitality, but I don't think he has the best intentions behind. It. I don't think but pride is a s- sin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I don't really
3: read into his intentions, or and that's that's why I kind of agree with you that the characters are a little flat. But at the same time, I don't really want them to be much more. I
2: I find the story very compelling exactly i don't i if the whole movie was that i wouldn't care that's just his style it's not for me but then when you get the moments at the end with grown-up zero where it's like that's almost like you have more to sink your teeth into and i am left wanting more of those characters because child zero what is there to say about him you're saying like through his performances you sort of get the characterization he's just trying to be a good Employee through Moses movie and he really gravitates towards friendship with uh, Ralph Fiennes and that's pretty much the extent of it the whole movie is essentially in service to him
4: yeah
3: I I do see what you're saying but I that, think what I get as a payoff for those really emotional scenes with him all grown up is just kind of seeing the rest of the story and that is his backstory basically so through Ray Fines's actions it shapes him as a person you kind of you don't get to see that explicitly, but you can piece together like this man has been incredibly impactful and a positive influence on his life. And he reflects fondly upon it and everything that's happened at the hotel, despite it falling into ruins, despite it, you know, being the slow off season because he's had that experience, uh, good and bad. I don't know. I, like I said, I, I don't really read into, I guess, do Gustav's motivations or anything outside of, you know, he just he just wants what's best for the hotel
2: yes i i agree that but at the same time i see that character if it wasn't Ralph Fiennes if it was just another person who was a concierge and that person if they asked Zero to do literally anything he would still do it he would still push Willem Dafoe off the cliff because he's like yes i need to do my job so like I don't think he would act any differently know. outside the friendship.
0: I don't. That's at that no, point. That's that's like, obviously that's a like bad
2: saying, example because that's like a life <laughs> or death situation. But I mean, <laughs> like stealing <laughs> stuff and sneaking weapons into the prison. Like those aspects of like the of the <laughs> well, job.
0: I just, yeah, no. I just mean, like at that point, you're saying, like, well, what if it was a what if it was a different character? Would he act the same? It's like, well, prob- maybe not, because the the idea is that he's doing this based on the friendship he's developing. So like yeah i, mean, yeah, he's I not, mean maybe
1: if he just leaves M. gustav in prison like zero was all if if he was just trying to be a great employee then he would have put all his efforts into the grand budapest but like i mean yeah breaking your boss out of prison he's doing that because he he loves gustav and he's like no yeah, this- he,
0: he's doing that knowing that gustav m- probably won't be in charge of the grand budapest after yeah. everything's said and done like there's yeah, no, no assurance that he's
2: <laughs> i agree that the, their friendship is is that growth for him but what i'm saying is i don't think he necessarily does more if like as a, a Nazi person was running because the grand of the budapest.
1: budapest and got thrown in jail zero would still try and break him out
2: well i like to think zero has a, a moral compass on him but
1: well that's a, Well you
4: said
2: yeah. if it was
1: any other person. Yeah, you person, said. You said that no he's just trying person. to do it for the job.
2: <laughs> All right, I guess I will revise it. If they are uh, any other person within reason, you know.
0: They're not asking him to kill a have been a Nazi. This is exactly the time period that a Nazi could have just rolled up and that's ran a hotel. Yeah. So it actually have within reason.
1: In the movie. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 think this is just on the reading, but like, yeah, I that that almost goes against everything I love in this movie. Like, like, I, I am genuinely aghast at such a such a cynical reading of it. I think it's. Just, I think that guy on the plane
0: really pissed you off. I think he I think
1: you might, think you might have just like been, that. humans are the fucking worst thing on earth, god damn
0: it. <laughs> this guy just wants the fucking money.
2: <laughs> Genuinely, though, I did not feel any earnestness that came out of, out of uh, Gustav. Every interaction <laughs> I think he had with someone, I felt an undertone of, how can this benefit me? Or how can I look better after doing this? I never felt he had an actual connection with someone, except for Zero. You
1: yeah, know, I'm kind of with Brendan. I think that guy on the plane just really caught in your head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or the- you were wondering why the flight attendants weren't helping you. <laughs> You're like, oh, there, there is no connection to service. Service, no one cares about service. I should be serviced right now.
2: Nah, it was spirit. I expected it.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh,
4: no, dude. That's on you. Yeah. Why'd you? That's oh, on you. Yeah, you deserve everything you got.
1: Um, I think the worst dude, I could
3: read Gustav would just be uh, pompous, but much further than that, not really. I don't. I don't read him as evil or anything like that. Um. And, uh, yeah. I. I. I see him as somebody who wants to. You know. He. He's just passionate about his work, and then Zero is just kind of the clay that he's able to mold. So like the lessons, um, that you see on screen, and then the person you see him become on screen that's enough for me to you know read and imply that for myself kind of his journey following that so yeah i don't know i i, I definitely i i'm a little bit shocked by your reading of it as well i mean i i get it though <laughs> but i i honestly wouldn't well read it sounds negatively like negatively more than just pompousness
2: which i could see being grading but I think you're sort of in between because I don't think you're on their side either they think he has like he's just a good person and he's genuine and, and I don't think he's a, I don't
0: think he's a great person I just think that like I don't think that he I don't think that he's he has a like ulterior motive yeah, I think, I like, think yeah. he's at the very least
2: you think he cares about other people
0: right yes I, I think would, he cares yeah, about the people that. who stay at the Grand Budapest hotel more than he cares about himself
2: beyond just he wants to get a 5 star rating you think he cares about, these people, he cares about these people but
0: that's not what we're but right i think he i think he cares about them as People coming to him for that experience. I don't. I think that that is the most important thing to him. I don't. I yeah, but like is, he doesn't care and, about and the I Grand Budapest Hotel. That. That. Doesn't he, exist right now. Like he there's cares. No, there's no immediate like feedback that he's gonna get outside of I hated it here. I'm never coming back. Like the only thing that he's getting is from the people currently there. Like are we yeah, loving it but, or are we hating so, it?
2: <laughs> I completely agree with you. He cares about how the Grand Budapest Hotel is perceived. Yeah, no,
1: see, no, immediately is. not.
0: No. Yeah. I, I, th- I think he, like, the The impression I get is he just really cares about the, the experience. Yeah, that-
1: you're, you're kind of flipping the ball. It's not that he cares about the prestige of the Grand Budapest. He cares that the Grand Budapest is living up to its prestige. Like...
2: Yeah, and I... But, I okay, that's very similar to what I'm saying, but no, I not, guess not exactly. No, it's not,
1: it, it's not. If the... If he were running a mud hut in the ground, he would still be going to the 10s, not be- for himself, but because of a love of service and servicing other people and making them have a nice day. Like, it's, yeah, there's like no, there's was, no you, ulterior it, it, but motive. More
0: than, more than a mud hut, because that's hard to conceptualize because no one goes <laughs> to stay at a mud hut, but like a Motel 6. Like he's not gonna suddenly try and turn that Motel Six into the Four Seasons, but that's gonna be the best damn Motel yeah. Six you've ever been to. That Continental breakfast, fresh. You know, it's not gonna be sixty days old egg and 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 waffle. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be fresh. Your towels are gonna be clean. You're not gonna have weird stains on your carpet. Like it's gonna be a good experience. I gonna like be those dog weird shit stains in the pool.
4: <laughs> I know, good I know, character. Ryan. He,
0: Ryan, he rolls up and he and he goes, "Ooh, new flavors. Let me let me just get a little lick. Let me just get a little taste." Sprite. Um. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I like that. Yeah. No, I, I think but, this uh, is just a
3: difference in in reading and a, a drastic one at that. But yeah, definitely just a, a difference in reading. So.
0: <laughs> uh, well, let's spend another hour. On yeah, let's really dive anymore. into. It. <laughs> this one. Um, that's interesting. Man. I kind of like that reading. Um, I don't, but you know, <laughs> I, 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 I would No, you disagree see, with it, but you can you can enjoy it. Yeah, no, I disagree with it, but I would love to see you ruminate on that, steepen that yeah. a little bit. I'll give you a with like a with like will give you a twenty six minute
2: video essay.
0: Honestly, like why uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel is uh, an a, allegory is about, for pride It's about generational trauma. <laughs> <laughs> that is the hot one right now. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I guess. Uh, Moving on, then I'm curious about some other aspects of this because uh, I, I think I know where Brendan and Ryan will be. But like, so another another one of my favorite parts of this is that, um, just as like a concrete example, I love that they don't show either Agatha's or Gustav's death, and it's only mentioned in passing. Um, I I think that speaks to the movie a lot that you know people are more than like we get to see their daily lives kind of the mundane I think someone used that word Um, and that's who they really are so I I, I, that's one of my favorite aspects is that you know Gustav who we've been following this whole time and you know we've been kind of being teased with Agatha of like we already know something horrible happens to her um the whole time but that that's never a major focus of the movie it's just oh agatha died of a flu it had nothing to do with anything i'm talking about and that's not the point point. and gustav he died by nazis but that's not the important part of his story um so i i love that that's how that's handled and i think it really uh complements the movie well but uh yeah i agree and it makes
2: adult zero more compelling and i just wish i had more of it
1: okay all right there, there wasn't a need to be, have some venom alex, on that alex but. just just go no, but, on but,
0: imdb just go on imdb that, look up f murray abraham and just pop in just pop yeah, in I another won't. one of i'm gonna versions. watch this whole
2: filmography but <laughs> yeah but that that's that's what i mean though all the heart and and characterization and the only emotion you ever feel towards characters is delivered from adult zero
0: that's i would say i i feel for other characters in the movie besides Adult Zero. Who do you feel for? Gustav's I I like I like Gustav, so I I I don't think he's an evil conniving man, so I, I I do I do I was I wasn't like, yes he's getting his. Fuck him. Fuck him. I was like, oh no, not Gustav. He just wants to help people
1: yeah no i mean like I, Ag- Let him have agatha Gustav, <laughs> I, jude law's character that we get to see the, oh yeah i love you yeah law's we get to see the that... progression of him and his
2: life Oh no exactly
1: um, them two are the most compelling aspects of this movie <laughs> <laughs> um so um... I, I i guess to the point i was bringing up you you don't like that it's off screen or you wish that like like or are you just no, no, angry? No, I feel like it was off screen. Are you just, I, just angry I at the
2: agree world? That, I agree that. I agree that that. That that has an emotional impact. Where like whoever said it, the only observation we got of these characters was like the mundane life of just them helping each other out and blah blah and them getting married. That's great. And then off screen, you hear the tragic story of how she died and stuff. But like on screen, you see them all happy at the wedding. Like that sort of juxtaposition there.
1: Okay. See, I don't think that's what I was saying. I was i was saying the opposite that they they just mention it in passing instead of making a whole big thing about it so it's it it doesn't have that much emotional draw like it's like oh yeah he lost his wife but like we don't we don't sit with it for very long at all i like that it's it's mentioned in passing cuz it's it's not the most important part of either of their characters
2: uh okay i guess we disagree i i that, to me that added to his the tragedy the quote-unquote tragedy of his character i think he was and i, I get more of the sense of his wisdom and, and the person that adult zero became because of the people he loved and the people he lost and because he's just sort of having this interview with jude law like that's all he has to say about it he doesn't have to go into how they died in depth just i've already expressed to you i love these people and unfortunately they met tragic ends
0: all right and i and i think that's that on that (laughs) um yeah we've certainly i think i think that's the final word well we have to do final thoughts on the movie on f Uh... murray abraham's (laughs) the magnum opus performance the second best exotic marigold hotel
1: nice nice way to way to lay land that plane um
0: yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of editing of our argument cuz I know it, it probably got a little circular. I'm I'm going to have it fade out to like ringing like tonight is point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um yeah, I, I guess I just kind of want to highlight a few other things. I'll I'll do I'll do lightning round um no. <laughs> on the on the technical and other side. Uh we already talked about how this is the prettiest of his movies. Uh I really like the puppetry the most in this and the miniatures. Out of anything I've seen of his, Um, like the the shadows running in the background, I think is
0: is very charming
1: and play like Um, like kind of
3: the story. I have
0: a feeling, though, Kyle, that the puppetry in this movie is just not going to hold a candle to the next movie. (laughs) Okay, that's
1: fair. That's fair. (laughs) I I
0: like. Is it even worth mentioning?
1: (laughs) What were you saying, Ryan?
3: Uh, Just well not all but a lot of his movies just kind of have a storybook-esque feel to mm-hmm. them um this one probably more so than any other except for maybe mr fox but yeah I, I really like how it it you don't doubt it for a second like you're not like oh, that's clearly not a real person uh
4: <laughs> like it, it's fun
3: <laughs> it's fun and it, it adds to kind of the the, the charm and, and whimsy of the film
1: well, Alex might have sat there and said that actually isn't a real person also I think they're going to stab someone
2: <laughs> this,
0: this looks like less real than,
4: than i <laughs> <laughs>
0: I believed I believed uh, what's another Transformers name I believe uh, Jazz more than um, than these puppets <laughs> Remember Jazz? <laughs> he got split in half in the first Transformers. Oh, movie that's the yeah. I'm thinking
2: of who Pete Davidson plays in Rise of the Beasts.
0: I didn't know I Pete, Pete
2: Davidson Jazz. was in Rise of the Beasts. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the main characters. He's, he's Pete Davidson. Uh, no, yeah, I agree. Miniatures are fun. It's uh, uh, the best part of this movie is the look and the feel. It's the just the whimsical aspect of it all. Yeah, yeah.
1: I guess uh, all right. Uh, one one last for the lightning round. Um, of the of the not bit players, but the side characters. So like Willem Dafoe, Jeff Goldblum, Adrian Brody. Um, does everybody have a uh, a favorite performance or a favorite character?
3: Big fan of Harvey Keitel. Uh,
1: <laughs>
3: who's he's bald who, in this movie?
1: Who's Harvey Keitel? Oh yeah, <laughs> Harvey, the prisoner,
0: right?
3: Is it Keitel? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Kaitel. Oh, he's in this movie. Yeah, he's he's like the bald prison man. Yeah, Who's, with all the tattoos. Who, he's oh,
4: up. yeah, and, and Dude, he, he, he looks and he so
0: familiar. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's Buff telling the hell. plan or whatever, and his like entire body is just intermittently twitching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, yeah. I just
3: thought oh, yeah. he was kind
0: of a a fun
3: a fun character and uh, kind of a different role for him. Um, or uh, maybe not so a different funny. role, but like a different uh, film. That, that rule is being used in, I guess. So, yeah, I liked
0: him a lot. I liked him a lot too. I'll second that.
2: Yeah, I liked him a lot too.
0: But I guess, I don't know, I think I like <laughs> Adrian Brody more. Yeah, you would like Adrian Brody more. He was so mean to Gustav. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I have a stitch from laughing so hard. <laughs> um yeah i'll 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 throw my hat out for willem Dafoe. i think will i i really like willem Dafoe in most of wes anderson's movie because i think i think uh he gets to just be real weird with it yeah uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's that's certainly what he's doing in this one to a degree
3: yeah he's just kind of like an ominous (laughs) vampire-esque presence (laughs) that's just kind of always there (laughs) the Uh, scene when he throws the
1: cat out the window (laughs) and did Did he just throw my fucking cat out the window? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, lots
3: of the... And honestly, I don't read into those characters anymore than most of the main plot. I think it's all just, you know, fun additions that kind of all just build this whole thing. Um, So I I get a lot out of it uh, just from their interactions more so than their personalities or whatever, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, I personally believe that Willem Dafoe is like a tortured angel and i want to have about an hours long debate uh with whoever disagrees with me so someone step up come on
1: i guess on that uh fight me if we want to go into a uh a quick final thoughts because i'm sure we pretty much all expressed it but uh alex uh curious you've been quiet on this one what, what did you think of the grand Boot Fest hotel and its many characters i'm sure it's going to yeah, be I in tune with everyone else
4: it
2: i mean i know i was super 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 negative about <laughs> some of the characters in this but at the end of it like it was an enjoyable time and it was very pretty and and I, we didn't talk about it much but yeah the music was just fit the tone so beautifully and and i so much of the filmmaking of it was so great but just the what the movie sort of end up doing the story the the characters didn't i didn't care for almost any of it um and really up until the end i was just like okay this is what the movie is like the you know flat-ish characters but like that's just part of the charm you just sort of here to be along for the antics until the end when we got like more characterization and i felt an actual emotional impact at the end where i was like well i kind of just wanted more out of this from the rest of the movie
0: and so I was just left disappointed. Very, very fair. Um, I really like this movie, um, but I like most movies with Jude Law. Um, so that. Do you have a Jude Law no movie exception. on your list? No, he's... Here's the thing. I like most movies he's in, but he's not in, I would say, good movies uh, uh, on occasion. He's in, he's in the best miniseries ever filmed, uh, uh, which is The Young Pope and then its sequel, The New Pope. Fantastic in that. But he's not in a lot of, like, great... Like, he's not in a lot of movies that I would, like, put on a list of my favorite movies. Like, I think... I just realized I Contagion was gone.
1: Ni- yeah, I was, n- neither of us put Sky Captain. Yeah. Um, I
0: didn't even think about and, it. And, and like, I, I love Contagion, and I think he's great in Contagion, but, like, that's not... I'm not going to put that in as, like, my favorite movie. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, You know, but... I like this movie. I think it's a fun. I think it's a fun time, and I think it's really sweet.
3: Yeah, agreed. I uh, like I said. I don't get like a lot out of it, but I do. I think it's just a really masterfully made film. Uh, I love the color, sound, look of it all. Uh, it, it all just comes together very, very well. The, the characters are very just fun and and, and bubbly and move this uh this plot forward um i think it's really interesting and it it goes to a lot of unique places and the visual style helps with that so yeah i'm a huge fan of uh the grand budapest hotel the film thanks for clarifying
1: (laughs) um ryan stayed there once he stayed yeah um he was not a fan he said it was far too cold
0: Um. They said it was a tourist trap, you know. (laughs) It's kind of like when you go to, like, Dr. Seuss land at Universal Studios where it's like, oh, yeah, this feels like a facade. This feels like a stucco facade, not not an actual, like, Dr. Seuss land.
2: My God. What a – I don't know why that was such an incredible – analogy is made because that is so fucking true. <laughs> I don't yeah, think I've ever like, given it much thought, but <laughs> what a freaking soulless area of Universal.
0: You know it sucks. And then they they're like, hey, get on this tram and we'll take you above Dr. Seuss land and you go on it and you just see the tops of buildings. <laughs> yeah. And they're, and they're, they're all like the backs of kept... the cardboard cutouts yeah it's like
1: okay, <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so final thoughts uh again i'm i'm really uh, i'm off my footing on this one this is not where i expected this episode to majorly lie um i i think if i read this the same way as alex i would also hate it um, which i know i don't he, hate it. i know he said he didn't say he hates it i was getting <laughs> to it but no i i probably would because uh I th- i've made it known here a lot uh i hate cynical movies with a passion. Um, and I
2: don't, I'm not even saying this is a cynical movie by any means.
1: You're just saying the lead character is, uh, is conniving and, and dastardly.
0: Listen, let's I not gotta, get into it. Yeah. I don't. Hey, hey, I'm one I'm sentence. Putting my hands, I got a I'm, bit of no, satisfaction no, no, from not even a not great any.
2: character becoming a cut better this, character. Cut this cut, cut, this, is... cut this, cut this, cut this, <laughs> cut this, cut this. That is not cynical. Cut
1: it. He improved. Um, cut, 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 cut. <laughs> um... Uh, uh, yeah, no, that, that all being said, uh, I, I read this the exact opposite way of Alex. Uh, we, we said at the getting kind of got lost in the weeds. Uh, I think it's incredibly earnest. I think the calling to service. It, you're cutting me? This is my final thoughts. I'm allowed to say. Uh, no, I think the call to service and just, you know, that being an honorable profession that you could put your life into is, is wonderful um, we didn't really touch on it boomer i think there's take. really what what was that
2: boomer take
1: <laughs> okay that might be where a lot of the you live to work here.
2: i work to live
1: okay weird um <laughs> more on that um I also we really didn't touch on it i think there's a very nice theme of found family versus uh birth family as a uh, distinction between the uh tilda swinton's family and ralph Fiennes and zero and agatha and their little their little fun troop they put together um no i, I again i i it, it's very warm it's very friendly i believe all the characters at face value and what they're saying and what they're doing um and I, I think everything they're doing is good, and I, I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's wonderful. I love it. Um, so yeah.
0: You even think that everything that Adrian Brody is doing, you know is what? Good.
1: He's coming from the heart, and you gotta <laughs> respect it.
4: <laughs> just... <laughs>
3: He's objectively not. He, he didn't he have his mom murdered? Isn't that like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he murders his mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all right though. Matricide. <laughs> There's good people on both
4: sides.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, with that uh, surprisingly contentious movie, we're now going to move on to
0: the The thing. The Green Mile. (laughs) Oh, sick, bro! Green Mile,
1: Green Mile!
0: The thing.
1: Welcome
3: back to part two of the Grand Budapest Thing discussion. Uh, now we're picking up with my number four pick, The Thing, which is a 1982 film directed by John Carpenter. Uh Hack. I guess I'll start with a description. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, I guess. Um, so I do want to say the tagline for this is, Incredible and then the description is like too much, but it starts out with Man is the warmest place to hide. And I love that. (laughs) That's That's awesome. That's That's metal as hell. I kinda wanna I kinda want (laughs) to leave it at that, but anyway, in remote Antarctica, a group of American research scientists are disturbed at their base camp by a helicopter shooting at a sled dog. When they take in the dog, it brutally attacks both human beings and canines in the camp and they discover that the beast can assume the shape of its victims a resourceful helicopter pilot and the camp doctor lead the camp crew in a desperate gory battle against the vicious creature before it picks them all off one by one so again a little bit much on the uh the the body of that there but man is the uh, warmest place to hide that is awesome (laughs) that's the best tagline i've heard for a movie in general
1: Yeah man, man that, that rocks uh the the description more of a synopsis yeah um, not great
3: <laughs> no not at all so um on the lines of John Carpenter we kind of did this with Wes Anderson uh have you guys seen any other John Carpenter films? Any any other favorites from you I'd, all? Or?
0: I'd honestly have to look because I know he produced a lot as well. Um, uh, he scored so I, I, I,
1: my I, favorite uh, Halloween movie, Halloween 3 yeah. Season of the Witch. Yeah, um, he
0: scored that, and I think he also produced that movie, so it's like I, I, I'd i have to like look at what he made. The key
3: and, ones would be and, notably, obviously, The Thing, They Live, Halloween, um... <clears throat> escape from new york yeah escape from new york oh
0: okay i've seen
2: that um yeah the they're Trouble in little china yeah
3: that's a good one i haven't seen that so, yeah lots of lots of kind of 80s classics i would i would say yeah um and this is if,
0: uh if, if it's got kurt russell
3: yeah it's, john it's probably john carpenter <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i i love this movie so uh who had not seen it before me again Alex and Kyle oh and Kyle right. yeah either of you I'd say go ahead just don't fight each other
1: take the lead Alex no I took the lead last time your turn okay Hello. Oh, now you're going to fight each other about this. No! <laughs> no, you son of a bitch!
3: I just think the thing was a little selfish. <laughs> I
1: think
4: he was a little self-serving. I think, I, think he was, I think he wasn't all that
1: genuine with everybody he took over. Um, Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, so I, I think I mentioned this on episode zero. I'm probably going to say that for a lot of our movies since we did an episode zero. Uh, so I, I watched uh 2011's the thing at a slumber party with some friends um but I don't remember much about that but I did know the general idea that it, it can turn into other people um but that's about it uh and that being said this this was a treat this was this was wonderful I absolutely loved it Oh, good. Um, yeah like I one of I, I would downright call it a perfect movie actually like I, I think I think it's fantastic um I uh, I liked it a lot more than I liked Alien, which I feel like with this being on your list, kind of a direct comparison to. And I I'd say yeah. that's probably because this is more thriller than horror, whereas you know I'd put Alien in the reverse. Um, the the practical effects, obviously, we're gonna get into it, are just incredible.
3: <laughs> um, so fun, yeah.
1: I uh I think ranking movies based on the amount of flamethrowers in them, this has gotta be in my top <laughs> five uh easy uh hey, it beats and, alien, you know, by that, that metric. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does beat <laughs> alien. Um no, I uh I love Kurt Russell. Uh I really from what I've seen in John Carpenter, I really yeah, like I mean I I could just talk about everything and say I love it. This was this was awesome. i I'd put it in the just kick's ass collection of movies.
0: Um, so yeah kyle's just kicks ass <laughs> collection
1: that's 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 a ryan from Kino Clash trademark i'll have you know uh that that's how he described uh akira to me and uh now <laughs> i use that as a metric for movies
3: And right, alex uh, oh, are big we boring young,
2: you big <laughs> just, <Kyle laughs> just would not stop <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> christ <laughs>
2: no no i i completely agree with what i think kyle said i loved it it uh it lived up to my expectations <laughs> it's one of those 80s movies that is just put on this pedestal for everything that it did and it exceeded it in my eyes in so many ways i just love the setting i think like just putting characters in the in a simple ass setting that drives the plot like antarctica just being like it's it, it's as good as if you're on a spaceship right like um just a prime setting for a riveting horror movie where you can't escape and God what is he eating. Uh I love Kurt Russell and how just like he wasn't very movie star in this movie. He was just playing a character. And I like kinda how, how subdued that was. He he never felt like he was stealing it the spotlight or anything. I think everyone really had a moment to shine. It's one of those like thriller horror movies where I feel like almost everyone brought something to the table oftentimes they're just disposable and you don't really care about anybody but i generally cared about a lot of people here and yeah what, what can be said the the practical set uh practical effects are unmatched and this movie is just awesome
0: uh yeah i would i would agree with pretty much everything that you said and everything that kyle said this movie is Unbelievably uh, uh, well paced. It's like ninety six minutes yeah, long. Not too long. It, it, it it like it is almost impossible to think about that length and the amount that the movie like takes you for a ride. Like it just it feels like it it feels like it never ends, but also is so quick. Like I don't know. Like in the moments where it's the most tense, it's like oh, this feels like it's lasting forever. Like I feel like I'm trapped in this moment. Um, which is great because that's what it should feel like. And then when it's really moving, it's like, oh my god, oh my god, everything's happening. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's just a really impressive film. Kurt Russell, absolute snack in this one, in this picture. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't get snack vibe uh, from him. I, I don't think he does the well, long, hair, long what? beard. guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Then uh, you, you didn't have hungry eyes. Sorry, I, I don't guess know. So. I don't know what I to guess tell you. So yeah you gotta come hungry to these movies um
2: i think he needs either long beard or long hair but not both oh uh,
0: he's in antarctica he's gotta cake. have him yeah i know no you, you, i i get it i get you it you don't I'm know you don't know what he's a, not you don't know what a bear is buddy like you know sorry sorry you gotta you gotta you gotta look inward <laughs> <laughs> do some do some uh, some work on yourself i don't know what to tell you um yeah so uh you know, I, I think that the simplicity of the movie is also really helpful. Um, this is based on a short story um, that I haven't read, but that um, Haley, uh, uh, my girlfriend read, and um, hearing about it, it was like, oh, like I'm glad that I'm glad that they cut out most of this uh, like explanation of the space aspect um from the movie and just kind of let it be threatening in its own thing. Um but yeah. Uh great movie. Yeah. Well, I'm glad
3: uh, the first time watchers liked it. Brennan, I'm gra- glad you like it. Uh yeah, I I obviously love it. Um it's a it, it's kind of funny you brought up Alien cuz it is a really good kind of side piece. Um you know, lots of things that are thematically similar, but they go about it uh pretty differently i'd say tonally this is a lot different than alien but i just love how tight the writing is um the direction it takes in every moment every character has kind of purpose and motivations and you can always see the gears turning you always know why people are doing the things that they're doing Uh, and i think that's why the script works so well uh given how simple it is um you know it's just they (laughs) it's kind of like among us actually um i don't know if you guys got that comparison but uh among us (laughs)
1: it's kind of like that um can you expand but, on that actually i'm not sure i follow no i'm not going to give that any time
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> um, i actually don't think it's like among us let's <laughs> fight <laughs>
3: um but yeah it's uh th- like you guys said and we'll get into it the effects are probably the most fun uh, i've seen in a film there's uh like the evil dead movies that come really close but uh just kind of grotesque body horror that you get from this um, goes a lot beyond, like, gore. So for gore, Evil Dead easily takes it, but just for, I don't know, this horrifying creature design and yeah. making things look so real, um, I this one and takes the so cake. it's so scary. Yeah, like, you look at the things, and even now, like, you can tell they're not real, but also I wouldn't want to be in the same room with any of those props. Like, <laughs> they're that gross. Well,
4: and
0: And also, you're just like, you never know what the fuck is going to happen to a body that's possessed by the thing. Like it'll just kind of at random be like, yeah, yeah make its fucking like head explode and its arms get really yeah, long. You never <laughs> know what, what's going to open. <laughs> I don't
3: fucking look at that. You don't know what's going to open or where, <laughs> or yeah. or from whom or by whom. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really great. So, well, very cool. Um, yeah, I think the probably the thing I want to talk about first which is maybe the more kind of thing yeah that is kind of the more uh, understated part of the movie just how it builds tension Uh, John Carpenter helped compose the score for this like he does with a lot of his own movies Um, just a really good you know synthy you know just building that tension up and and you can feel the tension in both the performances and the score only helps that and then also just the kind of white snowscapes that you see uh really drives in that isolation um i like how they ramp up the storm and everything They, like i said they give you know kind of a, a certain level of believability to everything that happens so it's not uh falling into any horror tropes where characters make bad decisions like i i understand why everybody does what they do so yeah just how they well, yeah, use that say- to ramp up tension is awesome
0: yeah I would say that it 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 does share that a little bit with alien where it's like well, there's not a lot of good choices that you can make <laughs> like yeah you're you're in a you're in a very bad situation that's getting worse and you're you're left with limited options and especially with the thing because so much of it like depend like so much of it devolves because you can't trust anyone mm-hmm um, it's like, yeah, your options go from bad to worse incredibly quickly. And like, yeah, anything that anyone does, it's like, well, yeah. I mean, if I couldn't trust anybody next to me, and I was in this shitty situation, it's like I'd start doing crazy shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was it was just so refreshing to see, like, when shit hits the fan, people still acted like rationally and coop for the most part cooperated. I, everyone like you said among us everyone's doubting everyone else but like <laughs> when someone has an idea of like this is how i think we can prove that this person's not a thing or whatever there's a little bit of of doubt at the beginning but they kind of lean into it then yeah. they prove it and then they're all on board and they kind of cooperate and like everyone just felt so natural and it wasn't like someone's just sticking out like in most thriller horror movies where they're just being so incredibly uncooperative and they're ruining it for everyone um that was that was just super refreshing to see yeah, and yeah, and the and there people wasn't, there that, wasn't
0: someone who, there wasn't someone who said yes. I love this frozen air water that's falling. And you're like, uh, I don't trust that guy. <laughs> he doesn't know what <laughs> snow is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, and like the people who do get out of line, like start to snap and go crazy, they tie him to a chair. Like it's that simple. Exactly. Like like you you, you know, obviously still respect them as a person and a member of the team. But you're like you're going a little crazy right now and then uh that uh that blood test scene i (laughs) love that i think that's that's by far my favorite part of the the film just very smart writing very tense uh brendan that's a moment where you were talking about how like when you're in those moments it feels like forever I didn't realize yeah. they stuck the needle in that many little things of blood, but it was, like, literally yeah. everybody. Like, I remember the uh, the jump scare happening after, like, one or two. But, no, they, they really take their time with it, and it kind of builds down your it own the mind last,
1: It's not the last person's blood. It's, like, three from no. the last.
3: Yeah, so there are more, but yeah. it's, like, I don't know, maybe third or fourth in line, I feel like. Like, it takes a little bit to get to it. And, and then even then, it's not the people who... I guess everybody else suspects like it's the, it, it's got a certain X factor. It keeps you on your toes. And um, I think it makes this movie really rewatchable too. Cause you're always trying to kind of parse new information. Um, and a lot of times you don't even get like new stuff out of it. You're just, uh, you're just as untrusting and you're trying to pick up new things, but I think it does a really good job at kind of hiding its hand and,
2: and obscuring the right things to keep it interesting. Yeah. I mean, even us as the audience, like I was, for a bit on like i know kurt russell's the main character but like that ripped shirt maybe he, mm-hmm. there's like a duplicate of him that's a thing or whatever and like kept us sort of out of the loop for what's happening yeah but then again back to like the natural characters at the end he's just like well can't you think that maybe he took one of my clothes and ripped it and it's like oh yeah okay there we go like that's uh that's something a real person would say in this situation
3: yeah Um. and the uh like that moment especially one thing i picked up on a lot more this time around was just the kind of subtle intelligence of the thing just the kind of smart actions it takes like um one thing i really appreciated was how much they focused on the dog and how they kind of talk about there's a line it's like wait so he was just roaming around the camp all day and you just get the idea that it's just this knowing thing that's picking up information learning people's weaknesses learning the things that are going to set people off um yeah it's it's very very smart in that way
1: well that's one of the things i really particularly liked um is that like for the first half of the movie we're not really getting a lot of thing action whatsoever or like it's it's mostly just kind of like laying the groundwork but you know shit's gonna hit the fan Mm -hmm. eventually um, so I think that kind of building tension you were talking I think that works really well too of just this very slow burn up front but still really interesting what everybody's doing yeah. and like finding the mystery
3: and that slow burn is uh, you know introduced with a really great hook like you know nobody likes seeing the dog get killed in the movie nobody so you see this and you're immediately in like even if you're upset at what you're watching you're like okay at least it has my attention and then, you know, it kind of gets the gears turning on a, on a first watch, like, what is this dog then? Um, and it becomes pretty immediately apparent and everything, but just such a good hook um, to to bring this to life. And that slow burn doesn't feel like a slow burn at all. You're just kind of getting more information about the situation, the characters, um, and just kind of what's to come. So, yeah, it's uh
0: I just kept stuff. hearing in my head, slow burn Slow... <laughs>
1: Sloper <laughs> nice
3: um, but it, yeah, and along with that uh I like the the kind of science fiction aspects of it and the the biologic the biological kind of function of everything they have the doctor on site kind of observing and everything, yeah. and how that biological function turned into you know the disgusting oh, no. practical effects that everybody loves um I, I really like credence. that
1: they don't do a, you know, like Nolan exposition dump of how it works. They just show that little, you know, computer diagram yeah. of computer, calculate. And it's just, <laughs> oh, it just takes over. <laughs> yeah underlining. <laughs> yeah. Mutant um, cell. Yeah. And, like, I was sitting there a lot because I didn't. I d- I don't know if the 2011 one works this way because I remember the thing being one thing that can transform. It's like so like like a shapeshifter almost, not a disease that infects people. Um so that that was actually I didn't know that was coming that like you can kill one of it but then there's still more coming. Um
3: Yeah, it seems to be, you know, able to have as much biomass as it's able to, like, consume, I guess. So I think it was kind of implied that it was going to become all of the dogs, and then from there, you know, bad things would happen. They stopped that, but they saw it transforming into, you know, at least a couple of the dogs and Mm -hmm. everything. So, yeah, it's incredibly simple. You don't doubt it for a second, uh, especially not given the horrors that you're witnessing (laughs) while this kind of I guess "quote unquote" exposition is being delivered, but yeah, it's all it's all snappy. All feels natural. Um, you're you're learning right alongside the characters. You don't feel like the characters are just there to to talk at you. Um, you're along for the ride, and you're learning for the ride. So,
0: um, yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, learning for l- learning for the ride. That's the, I want to get that on a shirt. Yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Now obviously the effects are a, a big draw for this movie. Um Kyle, I that was one thing I wasn't sure of um you would you would like um just the kind of the horror elements because there are a lot of things in this that I think are pretty scary. Um a lot of it I just think is cool, but just the tension and everything kind of ramps it up into something at least frightening. Do you think grotesque horror uh, th- that doesn't bother you as much as maybe like supernatural or?
1: Oh yeah, sp- most definitely. Like no, the I, I I'm looking and I'm like <laughs> yeah. Do
0: you get really scared when you're watching the show Supernatural? Kyle? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I get I get a downright fright. I have to have Paige tuck me in. I'm like, oh no, what if I what if I'm one of the people in an opening scene of Supernatural? That would that would suck. <laughs> um, no, yeah, the grotesque stuff like it's very icky it's ve- it's some of the ickiest nastiest stuff i've seen um but like <laughs> it doesn't it's it's almost like so heightened that it doesn't bother me you know yeah it's like well this is this is cl- this couldn't happen to me i don't i'm not afraid yeah.
0: <laughs> you're like i've seen this exact same thing before when i've spilt like marinara sauce on my thigh like that's exa- that's what this looks like <laughs> Uh, Lumpy red mess. But I uh, think
1: <laughs> So it, I guess with that, I, I you know, I'm able to like look at it and, and appreciate it and be like, oh that's really cool. That's really cool just how gross that is.
3: Yeah. I think the more over the top stuff, yeah, I'm in the same camp, but it does give me the heebie jeebies uh the kind of like noodle strands that go to <laughs> oh, I don't like Dude, the noodles. That strands. was that was the <laughs> worst part. Because just, like a lot of
2: those 80s, like, animatronic or puppeteering stuff feels very uh, like a human is behind it, or like, it's just kind of, like, limp, or... Oh, man, but those rapidly wiggling tentacle that, things looked so fucking it felt organic, organic that it was yeah. disgusting. <laughs> and oh, I,
3: I completely forgot. I mean, you think of the bombastic... That was like you
2: turned a cockroach upside down, the legs were
4: squirming.
3: Yeah, yeah, because everybody remembers the bombastic stuff, but just the... just how creepy and real they made that look, and just how quick it snaps and when that guy's head was off and his tongue is kinda of sticking out and just trying to you know, spiralling, trying to grab at a chair before it kinda of reaches and pulls itself along. So gross. Yeah. Like that stuff really creeped me out. I completely forgot that was in there. Um but it's, what was it adds to it.
1: Every ev- of everything variation, what was what was everyone's grossest one? The the dog oh, for man. me was hands down the one I, I was like, Oh, I don't like this. I don't like what
0: I'm I didn't like I, I, like the dog is the one that I think I remember the most. Like, I don't know. We're trying to think of the thing variations. Um, it's like trying to remember a nightmare, where it's <laughs> yeah. like I've just seen flashes of limbs and viscera. Like, <laughs> I know
2: the uh, the spider head is pretty That's iconic. My, oh yeah, that sucks. That one's very really good. His, like head. His head just melts off the body and plops down, and the freaking legs shoot out. That one also like. How do they do that? That one looked so freaking real when the legs shoot out and stand up. Yeah. The legs looked. That's not an. Apple. When
3: it was moving, it didn't look great, but like when it was still and the legs were just kind of starting to protrude, gross. Yeah. yeah. Was,
1: All so that's like, I, I as far as the effects go, I was in the same boat. I was like, how did how do you do this without CG? Um, as far as the grossness, I thought that was the funniest one by far. I thought, I thought that was right out of Beetlejuice, with the little eyes that pop up to make, like, a little slug yeah. head. And he's just <laughs> yeah. he's just walking around like, ooh, gotta get out of here. Gotta get out of here, okay. was, Yeah.
2: <laughs> that one just made me uncomfortable because I felt like the alien, the thing, was, like, having fun mutilating the body. Because, like, it was silly for the eyes to shoot out, but also it's, it's like, ugh, it can just do that. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just how it does things, and it like it has. I don't know. It just felt so uncomfortable to me that it was. It, it would just mutilate a body like that.
3: Yeah, and it's funny you bring up Beetlejuice because lots of kind of adjacent, you know, skin stretchy body horror yeah. um, between these. Uh, I I do really like. I guess it's. Uh, I guess it would just be the first guy who got hit in the blood test, right? When his head just kind of like becomes that's a, big a Yeah, that's
1: another one I really like. I, I think really it's like very that. funny looking.
3: The uh, Just the kind of slow paying up his elongated <laughs> neck to see him on basically a trunk. <laughs> it's, it's vile. Um, <laughs> You know, it's it's vaguely humanoid. and I don't know, a lot of that kind of thing, it, the fact that it works is kind of surprising because a lot of things that go that over the top don't end up working. It works against it, but here I think it has the right amount of gloss and the, the puppetry and animatronics lend a lot to that it it doesn't look hokey it looks <laughs> terrifying
2: and, this and, has and the gross. best like decapitated heads I, I think I've ever seen they, they they didn't look like cheap props they kind of looked like the actual heads like the spider head one when it falls off I was like that shit still looks like his face
3: mm. or at least like distorted enough that it's within yeah, yeah. like the plausible progression of you know the, the things morph or whatever yeah, uh what one of my favorites um not like the yeah I'd say one of my favorites is just when he like kind of puts his hand under the guy's face at the end dock I think it was <gasps> and then you just see him dragging him along in the hallway and it's become just kind of like this skinny mass connected hand to head um like he's pulling a big sack of taters or something
1: really now, like that were we to think that the guy he sticks his hand into was also a thing or that the thing I don't think just- so. He can just
0: mold into people. Yeah, yeah. He can just take. He can just take biomass. Okay. He can just be like, mm, yum, 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 yum.
3: Yeah, because then it's like he's dragging it around because he hasn't quite, you know, absorbed his uh, all his cells or whatever. But at least
2: that's how I take it. Um, yeah, because at but, the end he he is an amalgamation of multiple bodies. Yeah.
1: That yeah. was the most let down part for me was the final variation and that whole scene like I, like the tentacle
3: kind of beast
1: The like the tentacle coming out was cool and like seeing the giant thing uh, was I was like oh yeah this is this is gonna be good and like it's been acting smart the entire time but this time it just kind of looks at Kurt Russell and Kurt Russell you know just just scampers away like ha 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 um, yeah, not I a big critique a by any means, but uh, that was the only part that was a little head-scratcher for me. Like It kind of felt like it just kind of fizzled out.
3: Well, the I, I do agree with you, but the only thing that would bring me back is that grand mystery, the uh, all-time iconic mystery of the end of if uh, the other guy there with him is another thing or not. Um, and I think that just kind of final philosophical tension that they put on you like right at the end and just don't give you basically anything i love that that's how it ends because it ends just as scary because it's like well he blew up the big thing but you know that only gets you so far and in fact it may as well have not gotten you anywhere distraction yeah (laughs) Um, see
1: you guys pose it that uh, when it finished i i that totally flew over my head i was like well, I guess they're both not the thing. Mission accomplished. <laughs> and then I was reading reviews, I, and I was like, "Oh, oh, there's there's debate here whether who or yeah. who was the thing if one of them was." Um, well, that's the
3: thing because it was Childs, right? I think was the yeah Childs character, is, yeah. but uh, he's like, "Where'd you go, Childs?" And Childs has an answer, but it's like. You know, you're right back to square one, pretty much. <laughs> um, and I really like that. There's all kinds of theories. Like, he, he gave him the Molotov cocktail, so he's drinking kerosene or whatever. Um, I don't know. There, I don't think there's, from what I've seen, I don't think there's a definitive answer. So I think a lot of it's just interpretation and what kind of fits with your headcanon. But, yeah, I guess the kind of climactic big explosion 80s explosion of the the big amalgamation i guess it doesn't bother me because the movie ends on such a strong note pretty much immediately after for me
1: i I guess my only thing like why i didn't i just figured that if one of them was the thing that it would have tried to kill the other at that point so i I, I was just like well i guess i guess not. but
3: i mean the thing is if if they find you know two bodies or whatever and one's obviously dead i don't know I could just see it like if everything's dead uh. except this one thing. Like if they have to take two creatures into the lab and test them both, that gives it time to thaw out and do its thing. Whereas if it's the only, I don't know.
1: No, no, that that's a fair, that's compelling, that's compelling.
3: That that could be a there. There's a lot of different ways you can phrase it. Um.
4: Or
0: well, explain yeah, I mean, it or to me. It's, I, it's yeah. To me, it's just like well, it it clearly did not succeed at this point, and if its entire goal is to like survive if it if it's like ah eh, I might not I might not win this tussle let me just lie low and wait for like I don't know Kurt Russell to go to sleep. Like mm.
3: <laughs>
4: you know mm. I don't know. Well
3: its whole goal is just to freeze. <laughs> like it, that's been stated. That's why they have to blow up so much in the camp. They don't want it to they don't want it to just run out in the world and freeze and have somebody else find it. So uh yeah from the Which whatever I thought was
1: another just talking about the intelligence of it. Another really cool like Oh, yeah, no, It it's lost, but it can still win in the long run.
4: You mm-hmm. know?
3: Yeah, and I, I like yeah, the total... I've never seen that before. The kind of like total...
1: Seeking, it wants to freeze.
2: That's, yeah. That's new.
3: Yeah, the, uh, the kind of total war tactics they use just to, <laughs> you know, finally take it out and everything, or t- attempt to take it out. You know, they pull out all the stops because they kind of realize what this, or I guess the implication of uh, that thing's existence for humanity. But all in all, yeah, I really no complaints start to finish i think it ends as strong as it starts and i think there's just a bunch of really incredible filmmaking every ounce of in between so yeah uh i don't know uh, you guys, if I, I had
2: like one super super mega ultra tiny nitpick i think i would just cut the opening shot of the spaceship flying to earth you just cut those six seconds out yeah. and just leave like the alien interactions to be what they find on earth I think that would have just which
3: been, just to be a honest with better. i think i agree because i didn't even remember that being there because i i have this on dvd and i was like is this like a director's cut because i didn't i don't remember yeah, that no, spaceship it, being there. it, I'll it take, was like
1: uh, i'll take devil's advocate i think it's kind of i think it's kind of fun because then when you find out you know because you see it at first and i think you could be like oh this thing recently crashed you know but then you find out that no it crashed a hundred thousand years yeah ago. um so which I th- is kind of cool but yeah i think that's i think that's a really cool aspect uh, it's more of just a subversion I mean, it, it kinda, of
3: expectation at that point
2: i guess yeah i you think you get the cooler. sense that it crashed a long ago because it's they have to bury it out of the ice and it's frozen deep down like that yeah but the, the, the subversion is
1: what i'm talking about
2: uh, yeah, I,
0: I I think that a better subversion would be to open the movie with six seconds of like a T Rex hunting a Brontosaurus, and then you just cut to the snow. And you go, "What was that?" I think that. Oh, a that
1: would yeah, I'd like that. I'd, I'd be all right.
0: I'm joking. I know I'm
1: not getting that. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I I don't just, know. Just the opening, of, like like just a, a shot from Jurassic Park. <laughs>
3: and a lot of these sci-fi movies were kind of made possible because of the success of Star Wars like Alien I think wouldn't have been made this wouldn't have been made if Alien wasn't a success that kind of thing so just kind of having that space intrigue was maybe important to the studio exec like yeah that movie was great but like where's the spaceship <laughs> and so i don't know i could see some conver- some stupid conversation like that going down i don't i don't hate it but again i'm kind of with you alex i'd i'd prefer it not be there and also i'd I didn't even remember its existence. That first part in the the title screen. Yeah, so. it's so minor,
0: but. Kyle, was there a spaceship in Thing two thousand eleven? I don't remember,
1: but I don't think so.
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that maybe that's the better movie. I don't know.
3: <laughs> Probably, yeah. I am curious to see that because it sounds like
2: it had potential and it just kind of fell apart. So I'm curious to see what. Is it? Yeah. Is the consensus that it's a bad movie, or it just doesn't hold a light to this
1: one? No, it's it's that it's a bad movie. Yeah.
0: You know, there it, as with anything, there are always prequel revisionists. Um and, and, and so the thing two thousand eleven has those as well.
1: Well said. Yeah. Well said. But um,
0: um,
3: Yeah, I mean besides that, I just really love the whole like kinda who done it feel of the whole thing. There's always an air of mystery and, and tension, like we said. But man. yeah, I think like that's Among Us about all I have. Do you guys have any more? Like, oh, I think you were about to say something.
1: Yeah, I, I had a I had a couple thoughts. One one thing I just kinda wanted to I think another difference I like between this over Alien more for me is I like that the thing doesn't hunt anybody. Like its whole objective is to just wait. Mm-hmm. Um like it, it's never doing the attack and I that is more interesting to me than watching people get hunted down. Um, like I guess I, I yeah I guess and that that kind of goes into my second question of I'm curious to those around and Ryan you in particular why do you like what what does Alien have that this doesn't or like you know why why Alien over this for you personally
3: I think the characters for me because like large uh, largely Ripley and Ash just have a ton going on um subtly in their character interactions and everything this um i like kurt russell a lot and i think the characters you know are interesting and everything but they don't have like a lot of depth there's not a lot of history to these characters or anything like that so alien um i just think is from a dialogue and, and writing perspective superior um however and and, and terms of tension i'd say they're equal in terms of atmosphere fairly equal alien i think i'd still give it to just because it's got that impeccable set design and hr uh, diggers yeah. kind of design
0: entirely on alien i think yeah so yeah, there,
3: there's that. there's certain you know stylistic decisions that i just mm-hmm. prefer in alien but then at the end of the day yeah i think it has a better script as well um i think those characters are just a lot okay. deeper um a lot more interesting
0: yeah, Alien. Alien's a longer movie, so you can do more mm-hmm. in that time, and with Alien, you get a completely new world that's opened up to you. You get, like, all of this implied lore. Like, it, it does go into, like, the lore of yeah. this Alien, but it's, like, super interesting and super mysterious and really gross, and you know the the lore of like Whale and Yutani and like their ship and all this stuff with the you know space truckers it's like that's all super <laughs> super interesting um and i and you know the thing is the thing is great but it doesn't it doesn't establish a world and a universe like alien does and i think that's why i like alien more and i think about alien more because like yeah i mean and also like the performances like even if like script aside like the performances like the actors Mm -hmm. and alien i think are 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 doing a lot more and 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 i i like i connect with those performances more um so yeah like I, i think i think the thing is great for a movie of its length um but i think that alien is better in like most regards even if it just inches out the thing i think it's it's still better
1: nothing yeah. cheesy wheezy
0: no
4: okay yeah
0: but no i mean right, been... so which one of us is the thing
1: <laughs> it's me
0: i knew it because you, you shaved
3: <laughs> yeah, I think that whole movie would have been better if the thing would have just been honest with everybody. Like, hey, um, I'm not from here. Uh, I'm a little different. I mean, honestly, but we can all get
0: along. <laughs> I feel I feel like you'd be like inclined to be like, okay, you, and you just want to freeze in the ice. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: right. yeah. Just, uh, wow. just let me freeze. <laughs> all right, bro. That's just fine. just
4: let
3: me freeze, and I will be out of your hair in no time.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why? No, it why Doesn't to... he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, why didn't he just kind of run away and be like, "All right, I'm gonna go sit in the snow now"?
1: Like, he was built why with why a he spaceship, killing everybody. He wanted. He
2: wanted oh, to. Right. Yeah. No, but I thought he was
1: waiting for like scouts to come and pick him up. No, that's They're after he realizes he's not gonna be able to use the spaceship. Also, I shouldn't be gendering the thing, but you know, I'm using the royal he here. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I
3: think uh, he's the. I'm saying it, not too. I think the <laughs> thing had, uh, you know, some inclination of, you know, here's another opportunity. He clearly mm-hmm. wreaked havoc on, like, the uh, the Norwegians. Um, so it's opportunistic. Only because they woke so. him up and he was cranky. Yeah. He wouldn't have otherwise. I'm just saying he's opportunistic. So, like, if it's preferable they in that They pulled him out to... of the
1: ice and he was clutching a coffee cup that said, don't talk to me till I've had my coffee. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yeah no i i think the opportunistic nature it, of it kind of explains i think it would have been i don't
0: know i think it would have been fun if he had to like try and convince the crew to like let him go out and sit in the in the ice like no 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 like i i i, I was just really i was just really thinking about um i was just really thinking about uh, uh Stephen king novels and 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 stanley kubrick movies and you know that scene? <laughs> you yeah. know that scene at the end of... In the uh, maze? What, what? Yeah, the in the maze. Yeah, in the shining. Like, I want to feel that. Can I Can I just go yeah. out there and feel well, that? I mean, is that okay?
3: <laughs> that's the thing, though. He The, the thing kind of does do that. Like, um, I don't know if you guys took it this way. Uh, I took it that Doc pretty much the whole time was infected or was the thing. And his whole rant and everything was to, dece- like, kind of sow seeds of descent
1: you mean the guy they lock in the in yeah the cabin. because he yeah.
3: points them to what clint or clark clark he points them in that direction and then it's revealed that you know clark is shot and he was human so that that to me kind of reads like all right the thing knows that people suspect him okay let me get out here sow seeds of descent and let the other you know conglomerate of me uh, do its thing so yeah, this the kind of manipulation and, like I said, the intelligence that it shows is is interesting to me.
1: I really uh, just talking about uh, at the that's it's uh Wilfred Brimley is Blair, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think there's some really good comedy that goes on there too. That kind of like the scene where it's. Uh, Kurt Russell talking to him through the door, and he's sitting there, and there's a noose in the foreground. He's like, "No, I'm feeling much better, really. I'd like yeah. to come back out, please." yes yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're like, "Okay, all right, I'm gonna take it easy." Um, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I agree as well. The I, I hadn't thought that he had been the thing the entire time, but now that you say that, yeah, it certainly makes sense. Um. And I, yeah, I really and like that he's just sitting there building a spaceship the whole time while <laughs> killing each other. I
3: forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, all boils down to I just—it's a very smart film to me and very entertaining, very snappy, and some uh, some very fun effects to boot. So, oh, to boot, yeah, to boot. Um, all right. Well, do you, uh, do you guys have any other threads, tangents? Thoughts. Um, Alright. Let's get into uh closing then. I think
1: uh either Kyle or Alex started that. I think it was Kyle this time. I started. Um and yeah, I, I uh, I've I've said I really, I really, really enjoyed this. Um you know, I uh I got I got a real direct comparison to Alien for myself and just kinda highlighted again why I tend to like thrillers more than I like horror movies and i think just the elements this does really enshrine the thriller um we didn't talk about the flamethrowers enough it's completely unnecessary like i don't know why they have so many flamethrowers in antarctica but they do and i'm thankful for it because you know flamethrowers kick ass um and so does kurt russell kurt russell also kicks ass and helicopters kick ass and I, I, just in short again this this movie just it, it kicks ass it, it it kicks ass
2: well said what can I add on to that it just kicks
0: ass uh, yeah I mean I would say um, that this movie I don't think about this movie enough but I it's one of those things where when you rewatch it it's hard to stop thinking about it because you start looking at people at work and you're like is that a thing (laughs) it's got that thing on him is that is that what's going on um you know so yeah very very great movie loved watching it
3: well i'm glad we got to discuss it because yeah i I really love it uh like i said i I just think it's very smart i think it's very fun so uh i'm glad we brought up the alien comparison because yeah, it's obviously you know cut from the same ilk. Like mm-hmm. I, I like these movies for a reason. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to have this one on the, the list. Because you're sick and twisted. I, I'm just a little sick and twisted. You. Guys. He's a little <laughs> twisted. <laughs> if you saw like a peek at my world, he'd probably like cry or something.
1: <laughs> Ryan exclusively <laughs> drinks Twisted iced tea. <laughs> yeah, I get teed up
3: <laughs> drinking Twisted tea. Yeah. But, all right. Uh, well, we have have uh, done this in a we, minute. Have, we have one more order <laughs> of business We have done here. this
0: in a minute.
1: <laughs> we
3: have to decide um, what moves on to the round of thirty-two.
1: I'll take lead because again, i I think uh, I think I'm going to be the only one voting for Grand Budapest tonight, and I'm not even I'm not even uh, saddened about that. I I really enjoyed the thing. Um, everything I just said, it, it really is. It's it's one of the I. I it's it's just one of the cooler movies I've seen. Um, just with everything it does, the practical effects. I it, it yeah no I I love it. But uh, you know, and I, I I would say this and Grand Budapest, you know, are both like from just a, if you were gonna do an objective viewpoint, they're both perfect to me. Like I love them both, but um, I get a lot more. You know. The thing, kind of like you guys were all saying. Well, I never really think about it. It's awesome, but like you know, it doesn't really. There's not a lot of depth there for me. And well, I think there is some depth in it. Uh, it I'm just getting a different thing that I'm getting out of Grand Budapest. It, it, Grand Budapest is something I'm going to go <laughs> back to whenever I'm feeling down. Now and it, it, it get a different thing out of it. <laughs> get a different thing out of it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. No. Like I. I. I it is. It's. It's so lovely, that movie. I I love the performances. I love everything that everyone has to offer. Um, you know, I not to not to rebeat a dead horse, but again, it just it, like <laughs> not to rebeat a dead horse. <laughs> when, when like the first shot of Ralph fines looking directly oh, into no. the camera. Um you know when we first meet him and he's being introduced by zero like the the warm smile he has on his face i i feel that very genuinely i dare might say um and so yeah that being said i'm i'm voting for grand budapest
3: cool well if nothing else kyle i'm glad to have found an 80s movie that you enjoy in the thing (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I I will say I don't know if I qualify it as an 80s movie. Yes, it is made in the 80s, but like, does it have the vibe? Does it have the vibe would, of an 80s movie? I would movie? say so. You'd say so. I would say John so. Carpenter.
3: Okay. Yeah, just as a whole, like all his movies. Then, <laughs> yeah,
1: I I like all of Carpenter's work for the most part that I've seen, anyhow. But yeah, no, I I I will I'll give it then. Yeah, I have an 80s movie that I like.
0: Yes. And you <laughs> liked uh, Halloween three. I, I love that movie. I just, I don't know if
1: I call it an eighties movie, but fair enough. Fair enough.
0: You, yeah, you love you loved when that when that old man grabbed that woman's breast. I did.
1: I did love that. That was very inspiring. Uh. Um, uh,
0: but anyhow, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm
3: gonna be voting for the thing. Uh, this is just gonna be a, a preference thing. Um, I, I, per, per usual, you know, sci fi as the the genre is gonna beat up most things. I do really really enjoy the Grand Budapest Hotel, but. I can't read into a lot of it, whereas, you know, where where I can't read into the characters and the thing, I can read into the story and rewatch it and frame interactions in different ways, and I can't really do that as much with Grand Budapest. It's more of a feel-good thing for me, uh, whereas the thing is, like, something I can really chew on, so I'm going to be voting for the thing.
0: I just love, I love hearing you use thing (laughs) in all your sentences. This is a really, this is a feel-good thing. This is a thing I can chew on.
1: I'll there was uh there was a letterboxed review that was uh you know technically any movie could be called the Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh
0: Um do you want to go next Alex or should I?
2: Uh,
0: go ahead. Okay. Um yeah, uh, I like both these movies a lot. Um but I think due to the due to the emotions that it elicits from me and the 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 performances and just the uh, production design, and you know the attention to detail in terms of things like uh, like aspect ratio and like the type of lens and all that stuff. The stuff that I talked about, I think I'm gonna have to vote for Grand Budapest. I think the thing is a super impressive, uh, uh like tight movie, tight little package, trademark <laughs> Al-, Al City, tight little package. Um, but it just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for my spirit in the way that Grand Budapest Hotel definitely, like, definitely lifts it, you know? So, gotta be, gotta be uh, uh GBH.
1: Nice.
2: Yeah, Uh. This, this might come as a surprise to people, but I'll be voting <laughs> for the thing fuck you time. why why <laughs> no. uh, I didn't get the same enjoyment out of Grand Budapest Hotel as you all did <laughs> tell us why in detail <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how much longer are you guys have this night um, you know I mean even besides what I said earlier the thing is just such a, a cool unique refreshing horror thriller um, and I, I think it stands out even from a lot of the classics from that time, by itself. And I uh, I kick myself not having seen this earlier because I've always wanted to and always knew it was great, but just never made the time for it. Made the time for everything else, but oh, this was <laughs> this was a, a an awesome movie, and I, I really want to keep rewatching it. Honestly, I'm probably gonna watch the 2011 one here pretty soon. Cause how how they mess it up, the 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 story's so simple. Just make gross stuff.
1: well cg i think for one
2: um man i think we're talking about it last time too like i've seen the behind the scenes animatronics they had for that one and like what the fuck did they do
3: it it might have just been been like too too rushed to actually use it or something i don't know i don't know anything about the production
2: but then just cg'd over it i don't know um yeah grab Budapest hotel was was okay
0: i alex i love your i love your vote because it sounded like you were mourning the loss of like your father that you didn't like spend enough time with you were like i made time for everything else but i had never made time for the thing <laughs> that's such that's such a like a hard take to have just why didn't i fucking make time for you all this all these wasted years being thingless
1: <laughs> um so we have a tie. Um, and Ryan, I'm assuming you pulled up the uh, they I already know they are tied
3: on Letterboxd. Uh, yeah, so are we doing 4.2? I feel Christian? like everything's always
1: 4.2. 4.3 for both. Um, okay. So I, w- call- <laughs> I was talking with Brendan. I feel like for round of 64, um, I'd like to go based solely off Letterboxd again instead of our uh,
0: triple average. Well, but we can't. Because they tied on letterbox.
1: Well, yeah. So I think in our last letterbox, bu- and we, you know, obviously cut this out. Um, we can either do the, we can either keep the average, which will certainly ensure we don't get ties anymore, um, or uh, you know, we can go back phone to. Phone a friend. We can go back to phone a friend, Cock- or we can go what we said of just. Go- I w- I think I'd rather do an average than go just to IMDb next on the checklist. Um, yeah, I, I I'm fine with an
0: average as well. I, li- I like the average. I think the average is the fairest. Yeah, especially because it'd be it'd be really funny <laughs> if we called Christian again and he and, and he voted for your movie again. I don't think <laughs> he'd
1: know this time. To be fair,
0: but, well, you, well, yeah, you you'd have to not tell him because yeah. that was the I think the cardinal sin of the last time. As you went, oh, that's my movie. <laughs> did I? I don't think I did. Yeah, you
1: told him. I don't think so. you
0: said. You said who who picked uh, or which movie did... He, I think he asked what movie did Kyle pick or something like that. I don't, l- listen,
1: someone someone re-edit in what happens there. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Okay. Um, but okay. Yeah, let's... Uh, Ryan, are you pulling... So i what I'll do IMDb and what else? It's IMDb score, Metascore, and Letterboxd. Um, I'll do... Uh, I'll pull up the thing if someone else oh. does Grand Budapest. I have, I have
4: the thing pulled up. Too. Oh, okay. Grand Budapest.
0: I'll do Grand Budapest, yeah. Don't pull up that thing on me.
4: <laughs> okay.
0: Do, 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 do. That's such a great name the thing. All right. What, what the second. fuck? <laughs> you didn't you didn't grab the 2011 one, right? No. Oof. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. That doesn't sound good for you.
3: Metacritic is just so volatile. <laughs> it's
2: nuts, dude. Yeah, what the uh, hell?
3: Is
1: I this? I I have an eighty-five for uh, I am or er, uh, for it's it, it's
3: Bast. not even going to be close because the thing on Metascore is fifty-seven.
1: That Ooh, is atrocious. Oh my, that oh my god! Doesn't
2: make any fucking sense. So it's All based
1: right. on good well, job, Kyle.
3: I don't know, like. I assume yeah, because the meta score is only based on critic reviews, and there's only thirteen for the thing. And I know it was polarizing when it came out, so I don't know if they're like going from like the '80s review. Um, they must be, but yeah, because the user score has it, but
1: I, I don't. The I, what's I don't the IMDb's uh, for the thing?
4: Uh, Eight point two. 8. 2.
1: Okay, so yeah, it'd be an 8.1 versus an 8.2. So I think
3: I think the thing wins everything except for the Metacritic actual medicine. Meta oh, does story. it win
1: Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know.
3: I didn't check Rotten
2: Tomatoes. It has a 85.
1: Well, it doesn't it doesn't beat Grand Budapest on Letterbox, so it's a it's a tie on Letterbox. Yeah. A, a one I'm, difference on IMDb. What did you I'm say the, you looked up the Rotten Tomatoes, Alex? 85. For the thing Mm-hmm. What's oh, you know what?
2: Best? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what this is, but here on Google, you know how like you pull up a movie and it shows you just like IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and usually Metacritic. Here it shows the Letterbox score and it's four point four. Well,
0: that's Google. We don't.
1: Alex, why are you we trying go, to take down, down my movie? What the
0: fuck's yeah, wrong? We go at <laughs> Alex. We go. We go on the app. Google's data might be like delayed right that might have been the last time they i don't know refreshed that oh all right and 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 since then i've rated it at half a star bringing <laughs> the average down
1: uh grand budapest uh beats the thing on rotten tomatoes too it's got a 92 percent on rotten tomatoes oh. yeah okay no grim budapest uh, definitely has it so
2: i'm i'm oh, what a start to season two already taking ryan down you've you
0: yeah you, you you this is a this is a change oh wait yeah this i just change. realized i beat ryan you beat Ryan, and and more than anything, you didn't lose. Well, that's I will say,
1: I will say, I won the very first episode of round of Kino Clash season one as well. well that's so true. Yeah, you beat me. Hopefully, this isn't a bad omen. You beat me with um, the fucking green model. I'm I'm shocked though, <laughs> Brendan. I thought for sure you were gonna vote the thing. Like, I I mean, yeah, I, I mean, guess it's... after a discussion, I can see why you voted Grand Budapest. But going into this, I was like. Uh, well, I know Alex rated it the same as Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, so I know the thing is only slightly better than Transformers: Rise of the Beast. I avoided
0: posting a letterbox review of Grand Budapest because I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do a bit about uh, Exotic Marigold Hotel," so I wanted I wanted to see if you would I wanted to <laughs> see if you would believe that I actually did accidentally watch that instead of Budapest. It, and I was like, "Well, the only way I could do that is if I don't post anything about watching Grand Budapest." Um so yeah no i'm, also I'm as, shocked
1: and elated um
0: yeah yeah smokes
1: alex you'll have to try and sink it another day my man <laughs> i'll be practicing
0: all right now we get to do the uh the beautiful thing
1: we have to we have to say the sacred phrase
0: roll them bones <laughs> roll them bones
1: Roll them both. Right. It's like we're doing like them. a like
0: an ancient
3: chant. <laughs> right, so rolling one to thirty-one, we get twenty-five, which
1: means yes. Counting forwards, I have twelve o'clock high versus platoon.
3: There it is.
1: Hey, <laughs> well, I I I'm I'm moving forward one. I'm honored. I'm honored, gentlemen. Yeah.
0: So who 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 has a twelve o'clock high? 12 O'Clock High is
1: me. Uh, that is my 8 seed.
0: Okay, and then uh, who had uh, the me. other... And what is platoon. it to you? Uh,
1: I'm guessing
2: 7? 9. 9? Nine. 9? Nine. Nine. Nine.
0: Yeah. Alright, well, um, I haven't seen either. Same. Anybody else? Yeah? Okay. I Two haven't fresh seen ones ones Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Alex,
1: I'm assuming you haven't seen 12 O'Clock High, unless you're going to pull I one shockingly out for me. I have not seen Twelve O'Clock High. Okay, so this That's is cool. yeah, this is a this is yeah, this an unseen will, this is, this is like fresh,
0: yeah, this is a as fresh a matchup as, as we can get. Um, all right, yeah, we'll do the honors then. Well,
3: with that, uh, thank you for listening, everybody, to the first uh, official episode of season two. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. We'll catch you next time with Twelve O'Clock High versus Platoon. Bye bye.